program is intended for mature audiences. Listener discretion is advised. The views expressed are those of the panelists and not necessarily those of Sengents, Glamour Connection, Van Garrett Media, their respective management, contractors, or employees. This podcast produced by Van Garrett Media. Welcome to the Share Your Hotness podcast. Share your hotness. Now, here's your host, Lita Green. Hello, and welcome to this episode of Share Your Hotness with your host, Lita Green, and my guest today, Shauna Barfus. And I have to tell you guys that Shauna has been extra awesome to me today because I was running late because I just went to go pick up my wheelchair and evidently it takes a long time. I'm like, man, it's a good thing I can still walk. I'm having surgery and we were making a joke that it's so silly because it's for my toe and I thought we were hilarious. So we have to share this where I said, we're going to get a discount. I should get a discount on pedicures and they just cut it off. And you said, make it 10% cheaper. (laughs) Right. See, isn't that hilarious? So yeah, I'm, uh, I'm at the same time, I'm very thankful for modern medicine that we can have things fixed at the, at, I'm also feeling like I have to be in a wheelchair for this. (laughs) Really? For you to heal. Um, well, it's going to be, um, initially it was going to be six weeks, but I've done a number on my feet evidently. So they're going to have to break the toe. And so it's going to be three months. I think we should put up public awareness about wearing high heels. <laughs> you know, it wasn't that many high heels. Really? It was not wearing proper shoes. So it's more about genetics and um, running barefoot a lot as a child. Really? I would think that yeah. would help feet. Wow. I have a lot of bone spurs and just randomly broken parts of little bones off of my feet Hmm. which makes you like (laughs) yeah I have like little pieces of metal in there um so I do I do wear high heels but only when I'm on stage Hmm. so I'm not the lady who wears them all day yes and broken pieces of metal would be a factor of running well broken pieces of just just bone just random little pieces of bone that have broken off I have about five of those between my, my feet and then a couple pieces of metal. So who knows? Some raw screws and nails you've stepped on over the years. <laughs> well, since that was a big part of our childhood, yes. But this is not about me and my feet because you are very interesting. So let's get into Shauna. So give them an intro to you. Thank you. I adore Lita. Okay, so I met her when I was an education director for our domestic violence shelter. I'm up here in the northern end of Box Elder County, and I was hosting a girls empowerment conference, and I was looking for the best speakers who I could really motivate these girls and give them empowerment before they went back to school. And Lita was one of my speakers. And from the moment I started emailing her, from the moment I saw her face to face, I adore you. And I always will. I look up to you so much. I've read your book twice. Oh, which one? Um, it's right here. It's um, how to embrace your hotness. Look at all of my posts. Oh, wow. There are all these yellow tabs here. Hold that up. I got to take a picture of that. Cause I'm like, this is a good book people. There you go. (laughs) It's so great. I have read it. Like I said, twice. And I even put a bumper sticker on the very front over my head, over the girl's head that says, remember your why. I actually was going to say that. So thank you for mentioning that. Cause I was like, wow, what 
And now I kind of wish I'd actually put that on the cover. Remember your why. That's your book is perfect. Don't change it. Have <laughs> you ever read um, Simon Sinek's um, book? No. So start with a why. It's uh-huh. it's a lot more meaty. My book's more conversational, but um, it. it's all about how if you you know organizations, companies, groups, individuals start their their life, their business. It's more business focused, but mm-hmm. having it go back to your why instead of just about making money. Mm-hmm. that you'll actually make more money, that you'll actually be more successful, be happier. Oh, so 100%. I think it's a fundamental book to read for business. And I always joke that if, if I use more big words, I too could have written that book. <laughs> I love it. Not poopy. <laughs> yeah. I, he doesn't say the word poopy once in the book, which is, I, know why. <laughs> I, I mean, that's just unprofessional. If you ask me, you know, <laughs> It makes a statement and it teaches us a lesson. It's very important. Right. I, I think it's the best uh, swear word of all time. Yes. Personally, you know, because yeah. nobody's really offended by it, but fourth graders. <laughs> I think love it. Yeah. Well, I, but maybe I should say the, the mothers of fourth graders are like, oh, no, I've had enough. I've had enough poop talk, you know, but I appreciate that you turned your intro into you about me. That was super sweet. (laughs) But, um, so are you still working with the youth up in your community? Yeah, I'm working part-time with our domestic violence shelter as a community health specialist. And I'm also working part-time for our state financial literacy coalition. So it's kind of, I think about love and money. (laughs) I work part-time in each area and I love both very well. Money is important. I mean, what's the, they say the number, the two reasons for a divorce are fights over money and fights over sex, Yes, you know? So I think it's pretty important that, you know, you don't have fights over, you know, domestic violence. I think that's really key. Yes. Keeping that out of your relationships right. and, you know, keeping your money. I know a lot of couples who have divorced because they couldn't communicate about money. Yeah, it's right. So financial literacy is really important. I guess I want to jump in with our podcast by kind of a thought that goes along with what we want to talk about today. My hot rock I wanted to talk about was perspective. Love it. Love it. Yeah. I want to tie in this concept about money to start with. If you had $86,400 and somebody came up to you and stole $60, would you just go ahead and throw away the other $86,340 for revenge? Okay. So I'm guessing the 86,000, maybe I'm analyzing this too much is some kind of time increment yeah. you're making a parallel to. Yep. Um, and so you're basically saying if somebody, you had a bad minute or bad hour, right. would you throw away the rest of your day? So no, actually I, if they stole my actual money, I would be like, well, I guess they needed it more. I've actually had people steal things from me and I'm just kind of like, well, that's just a thing. Right. And, but I do love paralleling it to time because, um, you know, as I was just driving home with this wheelchair in my back seat, I'm like, okay, feel a little bit of anxiety about being in a wheelchair again, but, and then I gave myself all these reasons to feel really good about it. Right. And I can be present for the rest of the day because I haven't let the anxiety of that or the pain of that or the fear of that or whatever ruin my day. So that's where, what we're discussing, right? I love it. 100%. Right. And it's so important. I mean, I was, I went through and I highlighted in your book, 
um, it, it, this goes along with so much. We, it says on page 20 of your book that we can think only what we are willing to think. And if you open your heart and take control of your thoughts, you can take control of your life. Honestly, this is all your the thinking, the thoughts that you've given me in your book have been so important. I've gone through some stuff and I don't really want to talk about it, but I want to tell you about one of the best historical stories that I can, that I lean to. Um, his, you guys, I'm sure all the listeners out there have heard of Apollo 13. Oh and yeah. So the, the, give, the, give those who haven't just give them a little preface. Okay. So it was the third spacecraft that was going to go up to the moon and there was the director or the spaceship commander was Jim Lavelle and he gets up there in space and the oxygen tank explodes and he has to go to mission control and says Houston the famous words what are they um Houston <laughs> we have a problem exactly and very calm right because yeah, they, Houston. they've lost oxygen and they've lost power and they've lost heat and because they've lost power they can't get back to earth and so literally they're going to suffocate and not make it back this is probably a suicide mission worst case scenario type thing and nasa gets right in his face and says this is the worst disaster that nasa has ever experienced right on the monitor ah. but what i love his um perspective that he had I probably would have, I don't know. I hope that I could have this type of perspective in this type of moment on the spot. And I believe that you would, but he took a big breath and he said to mission control with all due respect, sir, I believe this is going to be our finest hour. Is that? Ah, uh, yes. Well, and one thing too, Shauna, thank you for giving me so much credit. That's really, again, very <laughs> sweet of you, but I do believe that a lot of our resilience comes from exactly what you brought up is the perspective. If yeah. we are willing um, to say this, when you, our brains naturally kind of go to, oh no, what if that happened to me? And this is where sympathy or empathy can go awry because sympathy is where we're like, oh, I would never put myself in that situation. Like I would never live on the coast because, you know, tsunamis happen, right? <laughs> right. Um, and empathy is saying, okay, what would I do? And then the next part our brain does is what you just did we can either say, oh, I don't know if I could do that or saying, I hope that I would do this. And that, then when we're in those moments, our brain goes, this, we've been preparing for this. We can do this. <laughs> awesome. I love it. Yeah. I want to tell you one thing. I have it taped right here on my computer screen. It says the world is conspiring in my favor. And when you mm. stop and take a look at your life, you will notice a divine presence when you step forward to make a better step in your life, you will feel that divine presence and it will rise up to meet you. Doors will open that you that have never opened before and people will come into your life that you would never have known. So I just, once again, I just cherish this moment. I'm so thankful to be able to work with amazing people like you. Well, I think the work that you've chosen to do where you're not just answering the call to after people have had a financial problem or after domestic abuse, you're also working to prevent it. Thank you. And so if we're in our own lives or in our work, isn't it amazing if our, in our own lives, we can think, how can I prevent problems? Oh yeah. How can I prevent? But I love, I love how you brought that out the finest hour. So mm -hmm. without going into your personal thing, cause we all get to have boundaries around what we want to share. If it were mm -hmm. just you and I, it's different because there's other people listening. Mm -hmm. um, how have you been able to make what you've been going through 
your finest hour? What are some of the pearls that you've been able to pull out? So I appreciate you asking. It really happened to me. I was having one of the worst days, one of the scariest days of my life. A family member was suffering and I was doing my best to help them, but it wasn't within my capacity to help them. And I knew that. And if somehow, I think I might've been a Smith and Edwards hardware store, <laughs> which has everything. That's the commercial. We have everything if you can find it, but I saw an archery target and I was just kind of looking at it. And I thought when you hit the archery target, you really want to get in the yellow and that's where you get the most points. But I want to start out at the back end of it. Those of you guys who are listening to the podcast, if you just want to take a second and Google an image of an archery target, I promise you, this will help you when you're having the roughest day because I've used it now for, I would say nine years, I'll just stop and reflect on this image. So mm -hmm. the white, the outside represents your fears and fears, you know, are false evidence that appear real. We, just, right. they, they, we feel white, we feel pale, we feel out of control because. Of oh, I like how you have even brought, brought in the color. I know it works. Right? My, my the outer circle for those that are driving there's white black blue red and then yellow and yellow is the center of it right so, yeah yeah so then the black area isn't as bad as our fears because these are things that actually do exist but they're the right. darkest part of our life there are real problems and they're real mm. and it's okay to acknowledge them and acknowledging them does give you a couple of points but it's still not the greatest points by getting more centered I made the blue one where I feel blue and I feel blue when I compare and compete. Oh, this is so good, Shana. I love this. I love yeah. it. It's, and it does. And it gives me a tiny bit more points because it gives me that, oh, I can improve myself looking at the comparisons and competitions, but it's still not the best. Looking at the best is where I feel love. And that's why gratitude. Just to the red now. Right. Yeah. Love in the red. And it's the holidays. It's hopefully the holidays, <laughs> something I thought about. Some people are very scared about having the holidays come upon us because of the things we're going to talk about. I'm closer to the end of our podcast, but um, looking at the things we are thankful for, the blessings that we have does give us more clarity and more, give us more centered and more points. And then the very best is where we have light and where we can share light and radiate light to others. The secret of living is giving. And that's just, and we've got our fears. Mm -hmm. are those dark moments are when we're feeling blue. So that could be where somebody might put their anxiety or something. We don't just stay there. We're going to move right. further and into love and then into giving light. Right. Isn't it awesome? It. That it's is so here. good. That I is think so good. Art targeting, I'm targeting, making up that map. I wonder if they thought about that because it's so obvious to me. And I just keep, I have a couple in my house. I have one at work. And I think about it very often. I'll just stop and say, where are you focusing? Where is your little bow arrow? Where's your arrow hitting? Which oh, part preach it, Shauna. I mean, I know. it's, I, I get, I, you hear it so much. And in my, in my, not to have to plug my second book, but my second book on overcoming being a victim, love me too. And living a thriving and fulfilling life after sexual abuse. I um, actually have a similar thing that's a circle where there's the love accountability and trust and that you have to choose how close people get to be in your circle by their capacity to do those three things consistently. Right. But this principle of how we glorify being a victim, right? We glorify that. Oh, I'm in, you know, Oh, I mean, 
ladies, we are not victims. Thank like, you. <laughs> I, you know, I'm a female empowerment speaker and I think we kind of jumped the shark a little bit because we're now beating up on men. And my own son has been targeted by this kind of stuff, which is like, <sighs> but you know, nobody has held, held me back. Right. And have experienced sexism, you know, oh, we've never hired a woman before, you know, and they're hiring me to speak, you know, or handing over the check, like it's some kind of, oh, we're going to have to pay you. Why aren't you just volunteering? Right. I mean, those <laughs> kinds of things, but that would be staying in the, the black in your analogy, staying yeah. in somebody else's perception of you. And all oh, that might make you feel sad that they, you know, might be more inclined to hire the guy, but why not be pushing through that and then reaching back and mentoring other people? You know, mm -hmm. absolutely. Yeah, I love this. It applies to so many things. I was just telling somebody this morning um, that was like, "Oh, I have anxiety about this," and I was like, "So you're going to let the anxiety control you? Ah, take away your other eighty-six thousand seconds, <laughs> right? Like you're going to." And it was a younger person, you know, twenty. And I'm like, so you're going to like avoid this scenario the rest of your life, anything to do with this for the rest of your life, for the next 80 years, because you have anxiety about it. Mm -hmm. That seems like you're giving a lot of power to outside forces in your life. And they were like, kind of silent for a while. They didn't really like that. <laughs> so, true. so, so, so true. And that leads me into my idea that I wanted to talk to you about, about the holidays. I think a lot of people... Um, have anxiety about getting together for Thanksgiving and Christmas and parties and even company parties, but no, families are always perfect. Happy. Yeah. Right. Yeah, exactly. Families are, no, there are only happy families. I just heard this quote that I'm sure so many have heard, but it's like, there's only one way to be a happy family, but a million different ways to be a dysfunctional family. So no, it was like all happy families kind of look the same. Ooh but that there's a million different ways to be a dysfunctional family. And I was like, that's true. Right. That unique. <laughs> yeah. You know, so we're not, it's unique to be the, the functional family, which I like to think I made one of those, mm, you know, love it. They'll ask my kids, you know, right. they're like, mom talks a lot, but <laughs> So getting together for the holidays. Right. So I was studying it and there's some, there's a high percentage. I've, I found about 20% is what the studies have been saying of people that are leery of getting together when it's supposed to be, or we call it should be, which right. I want to talk about the happiest time of the year, the most wonderful time of the year when everything's going to be picture perfect. Um, <laughs> the word that I kept finding in doing this research of people that have a hard time around the holidays is the word expectations. And that goes mm. the word should. Have you heard and that goes back to your blue where you're yes. getting caught in the comparison? Pete, compare. Yep. Think you're not good enough. Some of it's problems and some of it is fears. It's all of those last three rings that we're not getting a lot of points. But I wanted to ask you, have you heard Tony Robbins talk about should? The should. Um, <laughs> so I, 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 I sat front row Tony Robbins and walked on fire before. So I'm Ooh. sure in that two and a half days that I, I'm, is it the shoulda, coulda, woulda? And he puts a different yes. word in. Well, and he's like, I should have done that. And they should have done that. And they should, and well, I should have. And he, he just kind of keeps saying the word should so much that he says, we end up shitting all over the place. <laughs> right. That's that whenever I said, that, that he put a different word in. 
Yes, yes. It's not poopy, but kind of like poopy. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So yeah. that's one of the thinking errors. And I just want to talk about four of them. And I think it's also this deflection of responsibility. Yeah. They should, you know, this should be happening this way. Again, giving up your power, right? Exactly. The shoulds and expectations. Um, People should act a certain way. It should be a certain way. I shouldn't have done that. And who's to say that's true? So I love, um, is it Byron Kate? Byron Katie? Katie. Byron Katie. Yes. She I'm, wrote yeah. a book about, um, I can't remember now, mine, mine just went blank, but it's um, asking yourself and saying, is that true? I know that there's four amazing things that she says with her questions, but one of them, is that true? Is it true that that shouldn't have happened? Is it true that I should have done that? Is it true that that person shouldn't be doing that? And the biggest thing that I found is maybe ask yourself if it did happen. And she says, if you fight with reality, you're going to lose every time. So if it did happen, then it should have happened because it did. And so right. you fight reality is because it did, it happened. It's true. And so I just love, it kind of gives us a sense of relief. Yeah. yeah I like this because in a sense, if you're not confronting what happened, you're not living in reality. Yeah, exactly. Another thinking error that we find, I think, especially as we get together during the holidays is setting the bar too high that everything has to be perfect as good as it was when I was a kid and it was so magical and nostalgic. And so we feel like it has to be that good now or everyone has to be happy. Everyone should be happy. <laughs> should be the perfect temperature. Gotta watch that shooting. Exactly. <laughs> right. um, another one is mind reading. Um, thinking that we can read other people's minds or that we, we know what they're saying. We can't, there's no way. So the only thing we can control is what we're thinking. And so I know that you're really, really good at this. It's just like, I can control what I'm thinking. I don't need to think what they're thinking because my thinking. Well, I can what control what I choose. We can't control what we're thinking, but we can control how long it stays in our brain. Oh, I love that. Right. Because sure. thoughts pop up in our head all the time. Right. And so that's why I make, you know, the, the poopy analogy, it's what you do with it. Right. <laughs> you know, if I go and wipe my poop on someone else, that's inappropriate. <laughs> right. But if I learn how to dispose of those things quickly, having my own mental toilet, no, exactly. that does not get to stay. That thought, as I put it, does not honor me. Mm -hmm. Right. So that's, it's the same principle because truth is truth. It's just different ways of saying it that communicate different things to in different times in our lives. Right. Yeah. So I love that. I love that. You just, this is the best analogy of the grossest thing to get rid of it. The quickest way without getting any of it on you. Well, but also we all poop. <laughs> True. You know, and when I, you know, when I'm doing a speech, you know, where I'm being kind of funny about it, I'll just be like, is anyone not pooped? <laughs> I won't say that right? Um, and we, you know, we, so we can't be mad at ourselves for having a blue thought, a discouraging thought. Um, and when we start saying, Oh, I shouldn't be doing that, you know, to use, to use the word of the hour, mm -hmm. it's, you know, shaming and nothing good ever comes from shaming. You can't creatively problem solve in a place of shame. 
I've learned so much about not shaming others, but we need to get so good at not shaming ourselves because in some ways we think it's a humility practice. It's not humble to practice shaming ourselves. Well, there's the balance between egocentric and egocentric or narcissism, which I don't think people are born narcissists particularly. I think we just get enabled into it that people just let them get away with it for so long that that's how their brain you know, sets up patterns. Um, and if you've ever said no to somebody who's never been told no, mm. <laughs> you know, it's, it's going to be an interesting, interesting uh, interchange. Right? right. But if we get good at asking ourselves, if this is like, you've said a true thought, is this a productive thought? Is this a thought that honors us? You can still be critical of analyzing what you need to keep, but not be critical in the shaming sense. I love that. It's so important to set boundaries. It's so important. And starts with yourself. Yeah. And it's not an arrival. Like you've been really gracious to me. Thank you, Sean. I've been like, oh, you're so good at this. No, I still have to use the principles that I wrote about in the book. It's not like I've just arrived. It's like working out. Every day. You know, you get to, sometimes I'm in better shape. And sometimes I'm like, you know what? I need to hit the mental gym. But if we have the tools that, you know, if we've got the barbells and the bench press or whatever, you know, the the swimming, whatever workout analogy you want to make, we have to do it consistently. We have to eat consistently and you have to have mental tools. So don't look at me or somebody that you admire and think, oh, they would never have a thought like this. No, totally would. We're humans. It's just what we do with it. And so again, that goes back to your comparison point. That's so true. I love that. Even just the ability to be more aware of it. That's a strength in itself. I wish that you would have said, I've got it down because that would be something to attain. Well, but, but, but then I'm putting myself above others. Yeah. And then you get to this point where you're like, let's just say, um, you know, you think there's this point of arrival when you're doing really, really amazing and you're still not at the destination, you're still going to be shaming yourself because you're not as good as, or someone else, instead of being like, wow, you know, I'm better at this than I was a week ago. Mm. And then if you find yourself slipping a little bit, you can go, you know what? I have the tools. I know what to do. I say to myself all the time, I'm late to green. I can do this. Mm. You know, I, I know what my personal standard is. I love it. It's motivating to hear that you're still practicing because then we all know we all can and it's okay. That's the important part. I I think we get real trouble in our society when we put other humans above other humans. Mm. You know, we, we, uh, we've done away with, uh, you know, monarchies in a sense that, you know, their law is their word is law, right. Mm. That, you know, for most of human history, humans have lived where, you know, how you were born dictated the course of your life. Mm -hmm. And I believe that we're all children of God. And so what one human has achieved, another human can achieve. And it doesn't matter where they've come from or what their bad experiences are. And in fact, I would say they're a gift. Sometimes having too much given to us, too much ease makes us mentally lazy. True. I was just thinking that the work that you've done, because so much effort and so much work has gotten you where you are. 
I just admire that a lot. All the, all the sacrifice and energy and work you've put into it. You know, but I didn't have a choice (laughs) back then. Yeah. No, I didn't have a choice when I'm a 14 year old girl who's been molested my whole life, beaten and yelled at and experienced food hunger and doesn't have all of my front teeth. Either I had to discover if I had any worth at all, because I was what we would now describe as suicidal mm-hmm. and do the work on myself or end it. Mm-hmm. And so that's why I think that challenges, even, you know, in, a, you know, in our old age, you know, we're not that old, but, you know, we're, mm-hmm. we're both approaching midlife, you know, if we're 50, if, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, if you're planning on being hundred, which I'm planning 110, just to be safe, that how we how we approach these challenges, if we're saying, why this happened to me, this isn't fair. It's getting your comparison. Like you're talking about the shouldas, right. Mm-hmm. Then we, we end up not going in to do the work because we're like, oh, I'm it's, it's okay. And so that's why it's such a gift when we can't say it's okay, because we have to do it. Mm-hmm. And so even if we have challenges at our age, you know, it's not just the challenges we had when we were a kid. We can go, I, I can, I can do hard things. I can overcome. And we just got to pick up those tools. But I think it's really dangerous to think, you know, the lady down the street, this mentor on, you know, Facebook or, you know, Tony Robbins or Lita Green, not that, you know, he and I are in the same um, income level for mentoring people. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, yeah. Just so no one's like, oh, you know that we are, and that's a sense of comparison of putting ourselves down in comparison to them, because there are things that you are better at than I am. And if you posted on Facebook, as much as I do, I would know more of those things. If you'd written a couple of books, I would know more of those things. Mm -hmm. And so we just don't want to get caught up. There is no guru you as an individual and speaking to not just you, but those listening have direct access to this divine inspiration you were just talking about, Mm -hmm. you know, we all have direct access to that. We do not have to go through any other human being. When you got that archery analogy, you said it just came to you. Like you were in the store that was inspiration and it was brilliant. And you could write a whole entire book moving, explaining that, Mm -hmm. right. You could do that. You just you have the capacity, but you were just given inspiration. That is amazing to get me out of the funk that I was in. And right. It, it's true. And that's yeah. an example of direct access from what I call God mm-hmm. to you. There mm-hmm. was no guru that was in between that. And I think we slowed down the, the inspiration when we think we got to go through the medieval era of the priest, <laughs> right? <laughs> Not, not ripping on the priest of today. You know, I'm not getting into that because there's good humans and bad humans and good priests and bad priests, right? Right. Good, you know, good people of my faith, bad people of my faith, right? It's, it's not about other people. It's about you and your direct access to that inspiration. I love that personal revelation. So important. (laughs) So true. Yeah, And we're worthy of that. Right. And I think everybody, if they really thought about it, has had these moments where just pure knowledge came to them like that came to you, but we just push it off because we're shaming and shooting and, and ourselves right? And comparing ourselves and being, Oh, well, I'm not as put together as this lady on Instagram. 
Well, you don't really know. It's true. You we're don't really know what her life is. Yeah, we're watching other people on Instagram and not doing the work for ourselves. Mm-hmm. Can I tell you one thing that I did hear on Please. it was I read it on Facebook. It's how life is harder when we try to make it easy. Just like you were talking about exercise, exercise is hard, but not moving makes life harder. Uh, yeah. So true. Uncomfortable conversations are hard, but avoiding every conflict is harder. How about that one? Right. Oh, that's a good one. I'm doing the, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And this is going with what you just said. Mastering your craft is hard, but having no skills is harder. Mm-hmm. Everything yeah. lost. So you take the hard easy or the easy hard. <laughs> Going back to being a financial lit prepper. I'm sorry, what's the title again? I'm like uh, financial literacy coalition. Okay. Right. So fa- financial literacy coalition. Yeah. Not controlling your money. Right. Pay for that. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, my parents bless them, and there's reasons. Um you know, they have their reasons, but they do not have, seem to have the, my mother has a mess. So her organizational brain's gone and there's a lot, a lot of things so they can make all the excuses, but the bottom line is they've not been paying their taxes. Mm-hmm. And this is a repeated pattern and their social security is getting garnered, you know, mm-hmm. and they have all the excuses, but you can't run away from death and taxes. <laughs> So you know, and when I would ask them about it in years past, they, oh, how, why would you think we're not on top of this? I don't know. I guess. Cause it's been a pattern. Yes. Right. And so I would, I dropped it because they made it so uncomfortable to ask them questions. Like I was attacking them and mm-hmm. I know that there's all these emotional layers. And so I want definitely for people to hear that compassion that I have for them, but you cannot outrun the consequences of different choices in your life. Right. And when it affects your health and it affects your relationships, it's too much. It's affecting too much of your life. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I heard um, a quote, well, not a quote, my physical therapist told me this, that said that, um, so for me to walk, it's taken two and a half years of physical therapy. So Mm. lots of, lots of time with my physical therapist, but he said that the rest homes were full of people who didn't work out. Ah, that's so true. And I was like, dang it. (laughs) (laughs) Dang it. You know, I mean, advantage of the rest home is it's social. So there's a part of me that's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. That's where I want to be, you know, but uh, the other part that I'd really like to be able to take care of my own bodily functions as as much as possible, hopefully the rest of my life. So that's a motivator to, to work out and do your public floor ladies, do your public floor exercises. (laughs) Definitely that one for every lots of reasons. Yes. Give us our next gym because I know you're prepared and I love this. I just, I love this. I'm so excited to be able to have this conversation because I'm so passionate about it. And I've been doing this work, like you said, hard work for nine years. Um, I've been searching I, I've been looking at the problems and searching for the answers. And I really appreciate so much that you value the personal revelation because 100%, I believe in that. Um, 
the things that sit true to me. And I feel like the personal revelation will say, yes, that's a true thing that will really benefit you is going back to the word expectations and really look at them and adjust them to look at the expectations and say, can I accept what's real, what's really happening and not accept and not have an expectation of, well, this is how it used to be, or this how is how it should be in the future. Because both of those are based on emotions like fear. Right. Yes. Yes. Such a good parallel. Yeah. Such a good parallel because it's the fear of failure, the fear of success, the fear of loss, the fear of fill in the blank. It is motivated by fear. Yeah. So well said. So if we just accept instead of expect, we can accept that we are in this space in a warm house with food, with fresh air, with clothing, with people who that you, we might feel uncomfortable with, but we're here together. So the relationships could have rifts, but we made the effort to be with them and they made the effort to be with us. And that means something mm, that's I a gift. Like that's important. It is during yeah. the season because it is a gift. Yes. Yeah. And I, it was just, it just occurred to me that if you're having a hard time with that, invite someone who has no one to mm. your Thanksgiving get together expectation. Yes. Right. And then you're going to have someone who's thankful to be with your crazy family. Yes. Right. The people that you're, um, maybe struggling with. It was really funny because my sister is a very, um, serious personality and I'm not. (laughs) And she said to me one day, she goes, I think I know why God gave you me as a sister, because that would make me have to learn how to accept and like people like you, because they're so difficult. (laughs) And I was like, thanks, you know, but the realization that for her, a vivacious, outgoing, talkative person is the most annoying thing. People that go and say hi to other people, that's really annoying. And it's really good for me to kind of realize, even though I don't have to change what I am, because that's not a toxic thing, right? Mm-hmm. To, to really like, you know, I want to make sure I'm interacting with people that are very different than me so that I can appreciate all the different personalities. And I think she's learned to tolerate me to a certain level. <laughs> good. You know, I don't think she likes me. I don't, I wouldn't. I wouldn't say that because she, she wouldn't, but <laughs> I think she's found a respect for me. Definitely. Yeah. No, she doesn't. She doesn't listen. She, <laughs> yeah. She, she's a, you know, as I jokingly say, a prophet is not appreciated in their own land. <laughs> you know, they, Lita has something important to say. Are you kidding me? That's what most of my family thinks. So, but it's fine. <laughs> It it goes back to acceptance, right? Like what you were just saying, I could expect them to like me, but I have learned valuable things from them and they are in turn have the opportunity to learn valuable things from me, but that's why we're all different. That's what our families are gifts for. We can say lessons. It's so true. Yeah. And it's, and I am a much more resilient person because of the different personalities that I have had the honor of being related to. I love that. So you've considered the lessons, blessings, <laughs> the lessons, blessings. You are just so full of awesome liners. <laughs> we got accept, 
and acceptance. Right. You know, I didn't say that. I didn't say that right. Say how you said that before. Expect or accept. Expect or accept. I love that. That's a put on your fridge, people, until you've memorized it. And then the lessons into blessings. <laughs> I have one more. I know these are crazy and this isn't what I expected would happen, but that's okay because we don't have expectations. But I yeah. love how this is going. But another one that I heard just on a um, couple of days ago was to assist, don't just exist. Yes. 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 And this goes back to that sense of entitlement that we see with the victimhood glorification for sure of, I should just have an easier go. No, no, no one's we've actually never had life. So good prior to 2019. Um, one of my (laughs) guests, um, Devin Thorpe, um, he's done a lot of stuff with economics around the world and, um, helps nonprofits like be better and companies be better and stuff and give more. Anyway, at, in 2019, there have was less people in poverty than has ever, ever, ever been in the history of the world. We are the wealthiest we've ever been. Hmm. And we're going in the opposite direction now. Right. We peaked in 2019. Can't it's like pursuing happiness. The pursuit of happiness is so important to assist and pursue and have a purpose and work but uh, happiness is not once you have it it's always yours right you know like confidence working out mind game it's something you always have to exercise yeah the choice of being happy every day every just like you prepare every meal it's not just going to come to you we need to do the effort to make it happen so dang it I'm I'm looking forward to the cooking robot though. I'll tell you. Really? (laughs) Yeah. Order your meal, please. That's made by wonderful chef recipe where instead of just, well, I've got a lot of lettuce here. (laughs) I love it. (laughs) So good. Um, I want to add another one to our list of the things that I really believe that are helping um, is our self-care. And I know that word is thrown around so much, but I've really taken time to say, what is my personal self-care regimen that I mm-hmm. want for my life? Um, and I just have a couple weird ones. And maybe I, I'd like to ask you a couple of yours that you're doing that aren't just the, maybe, you know, talk about get a massage or read a book, take a bubble bath. But one of mine is I was playing the piano in high school and for some reason became a mom, put the piano in the front living room and didn't play it. If I started to play it, the little kids would bang on it. So I stepped away and quit playing. Mm. And now that I'm older, that's going to be one of my self-cares is I'm going to start playing the piano again. Um, it's just something to do, something to give light. It's that middle thing in the target to have conversations like these with people who I trust and they're important conversations to our listeners that maybe I don't have anything to sell and I don't have anything to, for you to go to. Well, <laughs> I don't a- actually, um, if people do <laughs> on my podcast, it's in the show notes because this isn't yeah. about business promotion. It's about right. promoting awesome humans. Yes. And and we're all okay. awesome. We're okay. all amazing. We all have a, we all have our hotness, uh-huh. right? Yeah. And I wanted this podcast, this episode to be listening on a phone call of friends talking and have inspiration come to you personally as a listener. Amen. So maybe what is your, what are the things you're grateful for? What are the things, the areas in your life where 
you're working and having purpose and sharing light with other people, because those really are the things that are going to give us the most points versus focusing on our problems and our fears. And that's just really how it's all come around to me. I think that we all have amazing holidays with our families. I Um, totally agree that bubble baths are (laughs) often listed as self-care, but it's a very shallow level. If, if we were to have the, you know, use your analogy of the, um, the, the arrow archery, archery target. Thank you. I'm like visualizing it. That would be something on the very far outside ring. And when you get to real self-care, it looks a lot like work. Uh Exactly. Serving other people, the secret to living is giving. It's so true. Yep. See, look, there you are with another awesome one-liner. I do not think that you can be a confident and happy person without giving, which is anti-intuitive to what you would think self-care is about. But self-care ultimately is always going to be about finding what your unique abilities are, finding out who you really are, and figuring out how you can give that to other humans. Is that so true? Yes. It's it's the hot rock of perspective. Yes, it is. It <laughs> is. And you have nailed it. You have been, you have brought so many gems. I knew you would. Um, I you you know, and you gave me a perspective of letting me be late and not being poopy at me, not letting that <laughs> Um, that time, uh, Rob, and which was a real gift. Cause I'm like, you know, Sean is awesome. This is going to be good. And I didn't want to cancel cause I was looking forward to it. And I'm really glad that I was able to have a wonderful reminder that I did acceptance on the way home with the wheelchair behind me feeling a little bit of like, I didn't love being in a wheelchair last time, you know, like I'm, I'm having a little bit of feelings about it, but it is what it is. And I get to acceptance And then I gave me all these reasons to feel grateful that I don't have to live the rest of my life with a flunky toe. Yes. (laughs) I just made up a word, flunky. I love it. (laughs) I think I like it a lot. Flunky. You were all here at the moment the flunky was made up, (laughs) you know, but um, I think that Shauna, that whatever challenges that you've had, um, that anyone listening has been like, wow, you've really done the work to dig in and figure out how to get to a place where you can find the, the blessings. The yes. blessings from this and um, wishing you really well in all of those. And I think it's important that people realize that having challenges is not the problem. Right. It's not confronting them. It's not figuring out how to get through them. And um, you're a great example of also giving back to your community. You found a way to make a living giving back. That's really cool. It's a blessing. Thank you. I and I'd love to come back just so I can give you a hug. If for no other reason than, than a hug to come back and speak to your you, you know, for sure. Please do. Please do. That would be wonderful. You just let me know. Cause you know, I have a soft spot for the youth. I mean, I shouldn't say this publicly, but I know I discounted my fee for you guys, but when it comes you to the youth, yeah. And we, we don't have to discuss, you know, <laughs> the, the, the 10% discount that I gave you. But when it comes to the youth, um, we, we need to be protecting them and role modeling for them and encouraging them to go and live their best life. And nobody is so broken that they cannot go live a great life. So true. Absolutely. So anything else you want to share with our audience? Cause you've been so prepared. I want to make sure you don't have like another key point that you 
have hidden there in your notes? I think I'm good. I feel like I have learned through this podcast. I feel like I've been the listener, even though I've been talking in it. So just if I would love to hear comments from, from our listeners, if there's a place, I'd love to hear what people have to say about this conversation and maybe it can continue. You know what I think is so cool too, Shauna, is you said our listeners that so often you talk about not being, um, I can't remember the word, but passive. And you showed up for this hour with a stewardship and a responsibility to make this hour valuable for others. And I have learned from this as well, which I don't think you could have a conversation with another human that is showing up in that conversation and not learn from them. I have had the opportunity of being inspired by a toothless homeless person. Mm -hmm whose life has nothing I would want to emulate, but they have still learned something that they could teach me. Right. right. And if we can get past that judgment or the expectations or the comparisons or all these different ideas, we can get past all that poopy. We can look at the other human who's being present with us and we are enhanced. You know, the Bible says when two or more gathered, you know, that edified together, right. You yeah, know, so, true. Did I, did I slaughter that verse? You're good. Okay. Two different ones. I love it. Right. But you know, the, the Bible people are like, no, you said it wrong, you know, but, um, (laughs) that we humans are meant to connect. Mm -hmm. And, um, this was a wonderful conversation and I know, and I appreciate that you showed up with that intentionality of R. Thank you. It's been fun. All of our listeners. I feel like I love you, even though I don't see you. I hope that you've enjoyed it. Thank you, Shauna. You're amazing. And thank you um, to, to you for listening to this episode of Share Your Hotness with Lita Green and my awesome prepared guest, Shauna Barfus. Thank you so much. The Share Your Hotness podcast is produced by Van Garrett Media. Lita Green is the host and creator of the podcast. Chris Van Garrett is the editor, producer, and music director. Shayla Dawn is our research coordinator. Join us next week for another episode of the Share Your Hotness podcast. Thanks for listening. This podcast produced by Van Garrett Media.